Jewish Audio on Chabad.org. Imagine you walk into a room, and there's a thousand people in the room, five thousand people in the room, a hundred thousand people in the room. You think to yourself, these are just numbers. These are just multiples and multiples of people. Does every single one of them really matter? This is a challenge that we often encounter, that we forget about the uniqueness of every single individual. Every person in this universe is unique and special. There is only one of you in this world. Even if your name is common, and if you go to Google and you Google your name and you find so many people who share your name, you are still unique and special. There is no one else in this universe exactly like you. So while there may be 8 billion people in this world, there's only one you. And that's because every person is indispensable. Every person matters. Every person has a unique role to play in this world. According to Google, every single day, there's 82,000 people who don't wake up out of bed. The fact that you woke up this morning and the fact that you are alive is a reminder from God that you are needed. You are important. You are indispensable. The biggest proof is the fact that you're here. Because if you are extra, if you are not relevant, if you were just a background person who's just there for the scenery and you weren't actually playing a role in this universe, then you wouldn't be here anymore. The fact that God gave you back your soul this morning and that you woke up is a sign, an indication that there's a role that you play. This week, we have a double portion. The opening verse of this first portion is, Atem nitzavim hayam kulchem lefnei Hashem. You are all standing before God. All. And the Torah then goes through the different kinds of people that were gathered together, from the greatest of the great to the simplest of the simple. Every single person matters. As we get together on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and services to pray, no one is greater than anybody else. Every single person is unique and special and has a role to play. The very end of the second portion of this week, the portion of Ayelach, the Torah tells us a guarantee and a promise that the Torah will not be forgotten from the mouths of our descendants because every one of our children and every one of our descendants plays a special role in ensuring that the Jewish people continue on forever. So the theme I want to leave with you today is the indispensable role, the unique presence that every person has and the unique presence that every person brings to this world. Your presence is the greatest present. Your being is the greatest gift. The fact that you are here is because you play a very special role in this world. We don't always know what that role is. We don't always recognize what that role may be. But the fact that you are here is the biggest proof that you are needed. My friends, in a few days, we will be commemorating 9-11, a day that is engraved in the heart and the soul of any American, especially those who remember that day, especially those who are present that day. It is a day when we reflect upon the thousands of lives lost. And we also reflect upon the unique individual role that every person played on that specific day. I want to share with you a story that is unbelievable. The story was heard firsthand from the person who it happened to. I personally verified this story. And the story reminds us that we never really know the role that every person plays, whether it's an adult or even a little child. Open up your hearts, my friends, as I take you back to the spring of 1990. A young woman was very pained and very troubled. She was married to her husband for quite a few years, and unfortunately, they were not blessed with children. During that spring of 1990, her sister decided to go to the Lubavitcher Rebbe in 770 
Chabad World Headquarters and ask for a blessing during the Sunday morning dollars line. Ask for a blessing that her sister should have a child, even though quite a few medical specialists said that a pregnancy was unlikely to ever happen. She begged her sister to go and ask for a blessing. Sure enough, the woman approached the Rebbe at the dollars line and asked for a blessing. If she can, please receive a blessing for her dear sister, Stephanie, that Stephanie should be blessed with a child along with her husband, David. The Rebbe looked at the woman and gave a blessing for children. And the Rebbe added that she should ensure that her sister has mezuzahs placed on the doors of her home. As soon as she heard those words, she was so surprised. How did the Rebbe know that her sister did not have any mezuzahs? She never told that to the Rebbe, but of course the Rebbe knew. As soon as she left the Rebbe's presence, she went down the block on Kingston Avenue in the heart of Crown Heights neighborhood of Brooklyn, and she bought enough mezuzahs for each room in the home of her sister Stephanie. And then she went straight to the post office, and she sent them overnight to her sister so she and her husband can immediately put them up. My friends, you can well imagine what happened next. Within a year, almost to the day of that meeting with the Rebbe, Stephanie had a child. This child was born as a direct result of the Rebbe's blessing and the mitzvah of mezuzah. Many years passed and the story is not yet over. The miraculous blessing of this child who was born with the Rebbe's blessing, a child who was born as a seemingly direct outcome of the mitzvah of mezuzah, this child played a very significant role later in life as well. Listen closely, my friends, to what happened on the morning of September 11, 2001. As New York City was under attack, as the World Trade Center collapsed, hundreds of first responders rushed to the scene. Stephanie's husband, David, the father of this child, who at that point was already 11 years old, the father of the child, David, was also a first responder who arrived at the scene on 9-11. He was there risking his life to protect, to save, to rescue those who were sadly attacked on this vicious, terrible day of 9-11. Unfortunately, as we all know, it was impossible to get through and to make phone calls to anyone who was caught in the area on that day. There was such complete chaos that for hours on end, and for many people, for days on end, their loved ones had no idea who was alive and who was dead. And sadly, on that day of 9-11, Stephanie was one of those people who was in tremendous agony of not knowing. She had no idea whether her husband survived or not. The hours went by, and finally, a day and a half later, she finally discovered that her beloved husband, David, who was a first responder, who risked his life to save the lives of others, has ultimately survived, and he was now in the hospital. She rushed over to the hospital to spend time with her husband, to understand what happened, to see how he is doing and how he is recovering. And she found out the following information. My friends, listen in to what they discovered. David remembers clearly seeing a falling object about to crash down on him. And that was his last memory before he lost consciousness.
When he awoke hours later in the hospital, they learned that a firefighter has saved his life the very last second by giving him a huge push, pushing him out of the way of the falling debris that would have definitely killed him instantly. But now the question was, why? Why him? From all the people in the crowd, the tens of people that were standing there in shock, not knowing what's going on, not expecting these huge pillars to fall on them. Why was it that from all the people in the crowd, this firefighter miraculously saved David in the very last second and pushed him out of harm's way? After much research, much discussion, much efforts, they tracked down that firefighter. And they later learned that David and this firefighter had something in common. They both had children in the same class, in the same grade, in the same school. This firefighter recognized David. He has seen him at school events. And while everything was moving so quickly, there was so much death, so much destruction in those moments, but still the fireman's basic visceral reaction was to save the father of his child's friend. He saw that familiar face. He realized this man was about to be crushed under the debris. He instinctively remembered his own child and remember that this is the parent of his child's friend. And without even thinking of that instant second, he did whatever he could do to save the life of another child's father. My friends, the child who was in the class of the firefighter's son was none other than the miracle child who was born in the merit of the blessing of the Rebbe, who loved every person and saw the light in everyone he met. This child was born after fulfilling the mitzvah of mezuzah, which protects us in our homes and in our surroundings. This child played a role in his life. Not only did he bring joy to his parents when he was born, but he ultimately saved the life of his own father. Everyone has a role. Everyone plays a purpose.